Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you village people listen to. This week, we're stranded for a hundred days in the old village. The news is betting it all on black. Our topic is getting in on the ground floor. And our dragon this week is blowing up the gaming scene. Editor and journalist Alex Navarro. And as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. I'm Hassel. And I'm Joe. Hey, guys. What up? I'm going to give you guys a little question as I've been doing these last several episodes. Is it about the village and people? Because I'm ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> it's it's very close. <laughs> Let's take a trip to Greenwich right now. <laughs> so why do you know? Uh, so <laughs> if you guys were trapped in a horror town from a game, what town slash setting would you be least upset about waking up in? Oh, no. Oy. I don't, I don't oh, play man. horror games. A oh, uh, a horror upsetting. town. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, right. So I don't know. It, would you cons- no Bioshock Infinite's not a horror game. It has some horror elements at times. But I, I don't I would know consider if consider it because that's kind fully... of like a thriller. I, I would go with that. I mean, because Bioshock is considered horror. Yeah. Because because that that island in the sky with all, it's all steampunky. There's just uh, people that are singing uh, this barbershop quartets mm-hmm. everywhere. It's also <laughs> very racist. So maybe yeah. not. <laughs> Maybe I could Maybe, live well, in Bioshock Infinite. You know what? It definitely is a horror story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. If there was any question, definitely a horror story. So I guess I would live there, but I wouldn't. I don't know. <laughs> Does Luigi's Mansion count as a horror yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Great, great. answer. Yeah. Great answer. So, so, so maybe I would be part of Luigi's Mansion because at that point, like you know, you're inside of the Mushroom Kingdom somewhere. You might just be in a bad part of the Mushroom Kingdom, right? Like the underdeveloped part of the Mushroom Kingdom, and you just need to make your way out of there. That that's probably yeah. my pick. I would rock Luigi's Mansion. I'd just be a ghost or be like a ghost mouse or something. Like Luigi's so bad at this. He may only come around like once in a blue moon. Hell, I'd rather be in that hotel he was in in the last game. Dude always shows up every once in a blue moon. I'm about that life. He's terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be, being trapped in Luigi's Mansion just sounds more like a like an inconvenience versus like a haunting, like a true horrific <laughs> haunting. Um. I don't know if this counts, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Dark Side Detective because that's a horror puzzle game, right? Oh, right? It is. Horror oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's okay. Because like, even if something bad happens, I know I know that McQueen and Dooley would come save me, and it wouldn't be too bad. It would just be like funny bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, for myself, it would be uh, Five Nights at Freddy's because oh. ew, why? I, I have faith in the security guard will keep me safe. Okay, I, like I that. shouldn't. But I have faith. <laughs> I like that. Going back to the Luigi's Mansion for one last thing. Sure. Uh, so Luigi's Mansion, like Luigi's so bad at this that if I was the ghost, I would call the Ghostbusters and I'd be like, I need to be exercised. Like I cannot, I can no longer live here. Yeah, th- th- this guy is so inefficient at this. <laughs> this was fun, but it's been 30 years and now I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want, you can come right up to uh, the to Columbia, the city in the skies from uh, Bioshock SL. I'm sure it'll be very, very nope, graciously nope, accepted. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you just have to like stand over there. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I'll be over there with you. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, so, you know, let's get into our games this week. Do, 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 do. What are you playing? And this week... I love that. I'm sorry. I can't I can't do the actual jujus because I got teeth, my teeth worked on and I can't make that... I cannot wait I can't until make you that noise of the week. Oh, it's going to be great. But you know what? Uh, Hassel, would you like to start us off this week? Yeah, absolutely. So this week, I got the chance... To start off Resident Evil Village on stream Monday night. Oh, uh, yeah. Guys. Spoopy. Oh, that sounds like a new, new release. release. Nailed it. So, yeah. I, I, I got to actually play it on stream with a good friend of the podcast, Marlene, mm-hmm. or also known as 3000 Brigade. She was almost kind of like my coach because she's been in this Resident Evil Village world for the past, like, I don't know, maybe like three, four days since it's come out. So like, mm. she's kind of like holding my my hand through things, like not spoiling anything, 
she's just mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, like this is what you need to do and blah, blah, blah. And it was it was really good having a coach there because honestly, I uh, I haven't played a Resident Evil since like the very beginnings of Resident Evil 7. And for some reason, I lost interest. So I was just like, eh, I'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. Never so, came back. So to when it. when you say coach, do you mean she was like spamming what a save while you were playing? <laughs> OK, <laughs> OK. Like- hang on a second. Now, <laughs> wait a second. That's a good idea. If you bring what a right? save into into right? village, like so, like you're like if you're you almost die but you get away, it's like the game goes look, what a save. Look, I've <laughs> I, I've always been waiting and ready for the Rocket League Resident Evil smash up crossover event. Right, yes. there is just a uh, a significant need out there in the community for zombie cars, and there's just oh, not yeah. a market for it, yeah. and there should be. Hang on a second though. Would you would you do zombie cars or would you do zombies on like roller skates? What? <laughs> I would a thousand percent do zombies on roller skates. But, but what would this mashup be called? Would it be called Rocket Evil or Resident League? Ooh. What do you guys Resident think? League. Resident yeah. League sounds like Resident so League sounds pretty amazing. We're getting off topic. Hang on a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I am about maybe two hours into Resident Evil Village. Uh, so far, the story like hits every single like checkbox in in like my my horror video game um, like list. Right. It's got a lot of jump scares. Okay. It makes you feel like you are absolutely helpless at one point. Scary. And you're like, I hate it. Okay, great. Well, this is how I die, and all of a sudden, <laughs> like you don't. It's great. Um, it's got a really creepy vibe and ju- it just looks beautiful. Like there's this initial shot when you would like something happens with Chris Redfield. I'm not, I'm going to leave it at that. And then, uh, you're in this like snowy part of Europe and you're like walking through this mountain and like, it's starting to become like daylight and you're walking through and all of a sudden you get to a, this spot where you see a gigantic ca- like castle and like an enormous village around it. And it just looks beautiful. Like I can't describe it. Like I had to take a picture yeah. of it during, like with a PlayStation share because I was just like, "This is this is this worth is it." Awesome, right here. This it, is it's the first bucks. person, right? It is. It is a first person view, just like Resident Evil Seven. Okay. It is a continuation of that story. So you you are still playing as um I I want to call him Ethan Hawk all the time. It's yeah. so bad. <laughs> You're still playing as Gattaca's. because it's still Mission Impossible. Exactly. Gattaca's uh, Ethan Hawk comes in. <laughs> If they took all the zombies out of this game and then you just made it into a walking simulator where I got to walk through snow and then that really pretty house, I'd play it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? It'd be amazing. Uh, but yeah, you play as Ethan Winther- Winters and, um, you know, it's it, one of the things that I've noticed is the more you play as him, the more his hands just get destroyed. Yeah. So, like, within, like, the first 15 minutes of the game, like, your your hands are already, like, done. What do you mean? Um... Okay, spoiler alert, fast forward 15 seconds, but, like, a zombie bites off two of your fingers within, like, the first 15 uh, minutes of it. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. No. And apparently, like, that's not all that happens because Marlene kept not. on telling me. She she kept on going, hey, uh, Ethan's Ethan's hands is, have never looked this good. Never will <laughs> again. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Like, <laughs> I mean, I feel bad. Since it's a first-person view, all you really get to see is his hands. So that's yeah, all exactly. the animators are yeah. going to attack is his hands. <laughs> yeah. If you had, like, the third-person view, you could get a shoulder in there, maybe gets bitten, maybe you lose mm-hmm. an ear. But you can you can spread the horror out throughout the whole body, but not in this game. This one, this one just gets a little handsy. It gets handsy. Hey. Hey. Get out of here. Uh, no, but yeah, it's it's so far I've had a lot of fun playing it. I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna continue to play it on stream because there is nothing like watching yourself get scared on camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. No, Amanda. No. Nope. Nope. I'm a big nope. I think Brian's on my. I think Brian's on Team Amanda in this one. We don't. We don't do I am. jump scare. Yeah. Nope. Big nope. Sounds like That's you're enjoying it though, and and I'm all for that. What if this was an indie? What? No, what if this was, know, if it was an indie, <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't terrify you, me. <laughs> you claim you love indies. I, I do mean, love indies. Right. But thankfully, the Taste of Dragons has six senior members, so I don't have to. <laughs> fair, fair. Very fair, yes. It says on my resume, no spoopy. It, it was, does? It was in my contract. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I got to revise that contract. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was Resident Evil Village. Um I'm going to continue playing it on stream. I'm just probably going to pop in like every once in a while. So it doesn't necessarily have a set schedule. 
but uh, it'll be like a surprise scream stream. Nice. Yeah, right nice. on. I look forward to hearing your uh, finished thoughts on those one day, on oh, that yeah. game one day. It's probably going to be like two years from now because like, that's how long it took me to play Resident Evil 7. But, you know, it'll happen. <laughs> hey, I'll be waiting. I'll can be waiting. Can we get like a year, like a, like a Metal Year Solid, but can we get like a Resident Evil year like where you start from <laughs> one and just Aries. play all the way through them? Like you're in a residency like a doctor. It's Resident Evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I like okay. It. Okay. Where's the exit to this place? I can't. <laughs> is it is it behind me? I can't. Do no, I do I come back? The same is over. same way okay. I came in? Is that way? Same way I came in? Why is there no door? <laughs> no, no, it, it, dis- it disappears it's until the podcast door. is over. <laughs> All right. We got to talk our way out of it. Why why is there a 9-foot lady uh blocking my way? Don't why worry can't about I just it. I just want to get past. <laughs> she works here. She is a queen. <laughs> Keep her name out of her mouth. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was Resident Evil Village. And I'll go next, actually. Uh, mine's just going to be a quick one. I, I'm actually looking forward to playing Mass Effect, the uh, uh, Legendary Edition that's coming out uh, right after we record this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right, I don't want to start anything new. I'm going to be playing all three of those games in rapid succession. Not rapid succession, but, you know, in a row. I'll be playing three full games in a row, so I'm going to have plenty to be playing soon. So, Brian, uh, have you gone on, like, a video game fast to, like, build up to Ma- to Mass Effect? Uh, a little bit. I was I was like, all right, let me, I do want to play something, but I don't want to play something I'm going to get, like, involved in. So I was like, all right, let me go back to Star Wars The Old Republic, you know, oh, the, the, the MMO. But as I was playing it, I was like, wait a minute. This was developed by BioWare right after their Mass Effects. <laughs> this I'm still playing a Mass Effect game. <laughs> You're just playing Mass Effect, but I hate to I hate to break it to you. No, it was good because sometimes like you don't play with a genre for a really long time and then you jump back in and you're like, Oh, I can't believe like B is the block or something like that, and it's really yeah. frustrating. But now you can get over that hurdle with a different game and then when Mass Effect comes out, you're gonna be like, Yeah, I got this. You'll be exactly, in the mindset. Uh, yeah, it's not the exact same thing. You know, it's still an MMO, so you're still hitting one to do stuff, you know, one and two or whatever. Uh, but, like, the story beats, though, and every every single, uh, like, dialogue option is the exact same as it's going to be in Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> you still have, like, the three options. You still have the good, evil, or neutral or whatever. So it was just one of those. I didn't realize it for, like, two or three days. And then I was like, wait a minute. I'm just playing <laughs> Mass Effect, but with a different skin. <laughs> you know, if you if you didn't want to play uh, uh, Old Republic, you could, you could play Dragon Age. I mean, it was just, oh, oh, totally. the same, similar feel. <laughs> Completely different as well. <laughs> yeah, very different. Very, very different. There's dragons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes it superior. You're right. It does. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was my game. Just uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. Just catch it up on that. And then next week, it's going to be Mass Effect, baby. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm excited for you. I look forward to watching you play that game. Uh, so yeah, that was me. And then what about you, Amanda? What did you play this week? I played an indie game. Actually, I, I, it came out today and I got to play full two hours of it, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. I played 100 Days, which is a winemaking simulator um, that, that, like I said, came out just like nine hours ago. <laughs> and it has a really cute story. I really wasn't expecting the story. Uh, it's a like a puzzle game. You have like Tetris style puzzle pieces and you have to fit them on the block. And the more mm-hmm. pieces you can fit on the block, the more activities you complete in a day. So one of them will be like, you know, um, weed the field and another one will be like plant grapes. And if you can fit them both on there, you can do both of them. Um, and obviously the more activities you do, the more wine you can make faster and you can distribute it better. Um, but there's actually like a full story with it. Like um, um, someone leaves you, obviously, because it's one of those games someone leaves you a vineyard <laughs> and you have to like go in and work on it but you like have interactions with your neighbors and the local cafes and it's really cool because it's not just like a sim but it's also actually teaching you about wine which is something that that i desperately need because so, i'm so, so bad can you actually get smarter about wine by playing this game yeah like they, they they're teaching you about one how how to grow grapes which is actually very interesting because mm-hmm. like they were talking about things like um you have to pick some of the grapes off of the vine before they ripen because it makes the other grapes better so you have to like as your grapes oh. are growing in you throw half of them away before they're edible which seems like super oh. wasteful but it makes the other grapes better so you make more wine and it is oh. a lot of like you get to make a lot of choices like that. Do I want yeah. more wine or do I want better wine? Because the things that make wine better give you less grapes or or you have to smash them a different way. And so, I mean, they're explaining a lot about the winemaking process, um, which is super enjoyable. This sounds yeah. like a sommelier degree. 
through video games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it kind of is because they do talk about a sommelier in the game. They also talk about, uh, I, Guys, I can't remember all the... Uh, what's, what's a sommelier? He is it, a wine connoisseur. Oh. Yes. Oh, it's a person. I thought it was a yeah, type of wine. Yeah, it's a wine expert. <laughs> it's a wine expert who usually can... Can it's like a wine professional? They can oh. figure out everything that needs to pair with a wine appropriately mm-hmm. just by like the slight smell and the taste of it. I have never heard of this term before. Right now, I am <laughs> baffled and elated. Thank you. They, they they had they they talked about the sommelier, and then they also talked about there's another word. I'm not going to remember what it is, but the the guy who helps harvest the grapes. It's like the the sommelier is like after the wine is made, and this other guy mm-hmm. is like before the wine is made, and he's the expert. The pre sommelier. Uh, they they talked about like local. <laughs> wine podcasts and like how you distribute to like local um like wine cafes it's been it's been very delightful I, i'm really enjoying it. again i only played two like two hours of it but i just got to the point where like the tutorial is done and i'm off the rails and i'm just making wines wait you're like off the rails like, like off what? the rails off the rails i, I see what's going yep, on at this yep. vineyard my, okay okay my first wine that i made was called the todd cask 2021 Beautiful. Nice. So in honor of our podcast. Oh my god. Uh, they gave me a C minus on it. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. But you know what? I would give this at least four sandwiches. Okay. All right. Nice. Right on. And that's awesome. What what systems is it on? Uh, right now it's just out for PC, but it will be out for the Switch later. I just don't know when. Cool. Can can I actually get drunk by playing this game? Asking for a friend. You can get drunk while playing this game. Really? Through the game? Well, I mean the game can contribute to it but you might need some other supplies <laughs> uh, there's some uh there's some out of game paraphernalia or right. some add-ons yeah some add-ons uh, some additional content some yeah, dlc some, 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 some dlc what, you add third party on. dlc that yeah. you can add to the game to make it more immersive <laughs> oh man this is gonna be a fun a fun hundred days y'all it does make you want to drink wine though spoiler alert <laughs> oh no and they're like, oh, That's this great. tastes like this because they must mm. have uh, they must have done this for a certain amount of time because the acidity is low. That's what it is. Yep, yep. They talk about the acidity. They talk about they the do. tannins. They talk about the sweetness. They talk about the bitters. It's it's cool. It's a cool game. It's I awesome. highly recommend it. It's only it's on sale for ten percent right now. So by the time the podcast comes out, if you pick it up, it'll still be on sale. I cannot wait to come down to Florida after you played this game, and then you're like, we're out of outback steakhouse and you're like swirling every single cup mm. of wine that you're getting. <laughs> mm. i'm getting a hint of a i don't know what <laughs> ribeye <laughs> i'm just, I'm just have, onion i just have steak in a glass and i'm like mm. yeah it's a, i know it's a ribeye i believe I, oh maybe some mashed potatoes <laughs> i turn to you i'm like she hasn't stopped the drinking since, she's played, <laughs> since she started this game it's been like this oh, every day. We're 23 days into the 100 days. Conference calls, <laughs> conference calls have been weird. <laughs> awesome. So that was 100 Days, a winemaking simulator. And then finally, what about you, Troy? What did you play this week? I played Stranded Deep by Beam Team Games, an Australian company. Uh, this is part of your PS Plus monthly games collection. PS Plus every month they give you like three free games if you're subscribed to them. It's not really free. It's like pseudo free. It's like it's like a, a it's a deceptively free. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but this is one of the games they gave out. I was interested uh, in it. It looked cool. The premise of it was just like, hey, you crash land on an island, figure it out. And I love very simple premises like that. And it's exactly that. You uh, you pick your character, male or female, and then you uh, are in a plane, and uh, it just goes down in the water, and then you... Can I interject before you continue? Yeah, go ahead. You choose your character, male or female, and the male guy is wearing like a business suit, and the female character, they did not have a female on staff consult in her business attire. She's wearing like a men's dress shirt tucked in like yeah. halfway, and I was like, no, and they, and they, there's no have... way there's no way you executive business person on this private plane is wearing these clothes. She's got like heels, <laughs> and she's got but, like, heels, pants, but like she's it's got just, heels. No, it's just... <laughs> Gosh. Uh, it not not important to the game but poor fashion sense i just luckily <laughs> luckily it's a first person game so just like resident evil uh eight all you see is your hands and they're they're very androgynous hands i'd say 
So once you crash land, you're on a raft and you make your way to to an island and then it's just figure it out. You have to uh, find shelter. You have to make tools. You have to use rocks. It's basically what you would expect to do if you actually crash landed on an island and there is no way of getting out. You just got to craft your way into survival. Um, Yo, I would not survive long. (laughs) There were some prompts on the game that were like helping guide me like, okay, take the rock, find a stick and then, uh, uh, you know, put it together, weave it with this fibrous, uh, like with um, like leaves or plants that you can like wrap up to make a little tool and then you can Mm -hmm. like hammer things with it and chop things down it took me so long to figure out that you could turn leaves into like a fibrous like like uh latching to twine twine thank you see this is this is further proof i would not last long because i don't even know what these things are i was it, it was like it was like daytime. I'm halfway into the night and I'm still only on like the third tutorial prompt. I'm like, oh. And when it when it turns nighttime in that game, it's pitch black. You get a little bit of the moon and that's it. And they clearly expect you to be further along because like there's a tutorial to teach you how to do fire. In the, and they the definitely nighttime. want you to get to that before it gets dark so you can do the rest <laughs> of the tutorial. So even the game was just like, what's taking you so long, man? I did not. I sucked. <laughs> And then, and then, just through you know, uh, um, slamming my head against a wall, otherwise hitting rocks and everything, I finally figured out that I needed to like use the leaves to make this twine. And then, uh, and then it started picking up. I was able to make the, uh-huh. the fire, and it's very granular the way that it, it kind of uh, has you do survival things down to the point where you even have to press the left and right trigger buttons to emulate twiddling the stick or like spinning the stick back and forth to make a fire. Uh, like you actually have to do that by hand. With the coconuts, you have to take a coconut, put it on the ground, hit the coconut, open it up, take it back out, drink the juice, and then you can put the coconut back down, open it up to get the jelly. Like, it is very thorough. <laughs> so, uh, I, so, whoa, whoa, so I have free. a question. <laughs> yeah, <go for> it. <laughs> there's jelly on the inside of a coconut? No, there's coconut on the inside of a coconut. Yeah. There's, there's coconut jelly, jelly, right? Did, there's coconut it, jelly inside coconuts. I don't think coconuts. anyone calls it coconut jelly. No. no. Listen, it's just I, coconut. It's just coconut. Yo, it's, like y'all, a, it's coconut meat and coconut milk. Yeah. Y'all, I am from an island family, <laughs> and it's we called definitely jelly? called it coconut jelly. I mean, listen, it's called whatever is officially called, but as far as like the island folk called it, they called the inside part that wasn't hard jelly, and then the okay. part that was hard would be the coconut meat or whatever you want to call it, or just the coconut itself that, that you would chop down. Interesting. This is so educational. Thank you. You know, I mean, as that's someone, awesome. I don't know. As someone who's been relentlessly watching Survivor over the past two weeks, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Troy, with, with this game... Uh, starring you. If this game yeah. starred you, would this yeah. game be called uh, Stranded Shallow? Oh, uh, Because gosh. you just <laughs> can't figure things out. <laughs> oh, um, man, if it was Stranded it would... Shallow, it would just be like Troy in our apartment having lost his keys. <laughs> 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 I'm probably going to be better at this game than I would be at finding my keys, to be, to be honest <laughs> with you. Yeah, I, I sucked at it. Manda gave it a try afterwards, and of course, she was just so much better at like the crafting and stuff. I looked over, I had her screen. She had like a full shelter put up. <laughs> she was working on making a chair. I'm like, a chair? Come on! I couldn't even make a fire! She's working on a raft to like get to the next island. I'm like, damn it! But apparently, from what I saw with she played, uh, the game is definitely an indie game. It was made back in 2015. It, it came out in 2020. It was released in 2020 in the PS4. But it's really a 2015 game. Uh, for for Mandy, as I saw, as soon as she was able to get to the next island, she had her raft, she had her supplies, and she was making her way over. It kept on kind of like bugging out and flipping her over, and she was having such a hard time flipping it back over. It seemed to be just a lot of like technical kind of uh, gameplay issues that seemed a little uh, frustrating. It definitely seemed like the physics was battling against me because you had like an inflatable raft and I would go like halfway to the next island and then it would somehow flip over and I was like, I didn't do anything. I was just doing the same thing I did a second ago. And then you can't, there's no button to flip it back. You have to use the physics. And the the game isn't precise enough for me to be like, oh, let me get on this end and push. It's just like, I just have to keep futzing with it till it fit. And I I eventually got so frustrated. I looked it up a little and it seems as if like, like marine life will flip your boat. So you may have gotten hit by a fish or something or a shark. A shark bumps your bow over on purpose um, to knock you out. 
And so it looks like there's a lot of promise with the game. Apparently, there are just endless islands. You can make actually metal guns. You could go harpooning. Like, there is potential for this game to, to you can go into really different. There, there's apparently even, like, mystical creatures out in the deep that you can go find. The kraken and, and large whalefish. So I think there's a lot of potential here if someone is willing to put in the time and get, get over kind of the granularness of it. Um, I don't know if that person is going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I applaud the game for, for at least uh, uh, trying to go there. Awesome. Awesome. So that was Stranded Deep. That'll do it for our games. Now it brings us to our news segments. News, 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 news. You snooze, you news. Y'all, some damn excited news happened this week. And I mean one thing in particular. Sony is finally releasing an all-black PS5 controller. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Does it, I mean, does it look slick? Does it look slick? Oh, it looks amazing. It looks so good. Um, you know, granted, most people can't even get their hands on a PS5, but when they can, <laughs> they can add a sweet-looking controller to their arsenal. Oh, hell yeah. I already, already bought my controller. They took too long. I know, same. They should have just came out with two controllers right off the bat. Yeah. But uh, they're going to get the people it, who are just going to want the black controller just to want it. So they're just right. going to make more money off of this regardless. They absolutely are they will. extending uh, the battery, battery life on the controllers? Cough, 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 cough. <laughs> Sorry, I'm asking uh, they, for a lot. I'm sure that's lovely that it's black. Uh, yes, yes. And uh, they are also releasing a blood red PS5 controller. I think it's called Cosmic Red. Uh, but I mean, like, I, that's nowhere near as exciting. It doesn't look, to me, it doesn't look anywhere near as good really? as, like, the all black one. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's that's my most exciting news of the week, personally. Um, maybe this is a prelude, a prelude to them coming out with the black PlayStation. I, I hope so. Would Possibility, yeah. I'm still holding out for those skins. Yes, same, same. Uh, and then also exciting is that a gamer in Japan completed their Famicom, or NES in the United States, game collection. Uh, but it wasn't just a complete game collection. It was also all of their boxes and manuals included. Wow. Uh, she actually started collecting in the year 2000, and 21 short years later, she has completed all 1,053 games that comprised of the Famicom collection. Oh my gosh. So she has every single game for the Famicom. Every single game. And the box and the manual. Yep. Wow. Nintendo should just hire her or just give her like a prize of just like free Nintendo games for the rest of your life. Well, I mean, some of those games are vintage, so that collection's got to be worth so much money. I mean, they're all vintage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Especially yeah, complete, technically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, think, um, I think she was saying that some of her most expensive games that she at least paid for was like in the thousands of dollars. I think the most expensive Oof. game she bought was like $2,053 or something like that. Yikes. Crazy. Yeah. But she was determined. She and was it was determined. it was E.T., the extraterrestrial. <laughs> Personally, I just can't imagine like doing all of that and actually going through with it, especially with the boxes and manuals. Like that's just got to be so stressful to make sure you get it all. Mm -hmm. Oh uh, yeah. Personally, I just I just can't imagine. Does that. she have like a place where we can like view them? Like, it, where do we find this person online? Is um, I believe the the article that I saw was on Kotaku. Okay, so um, I'll look up Kotaku. Yeah, and, and I think they it. I think I saw it in a couple other places as well. Um, I just know it for sure. It was on Kotaku. Yo, she, I would pay good money just to have her like give me a tour. <laughs> right. She, she, <laughs> gonna, like, she gonna like leave like, her yeah. collection to a museum in her will. I feel like that would be like the future. I mean. I mean, to a museum or this little place called the Taste of Dragons Gaming Network. I mean, if you're just giving it away, <laughs> we feel can open, free. We can open a museum. Yeah, yeah. Taste of Dragons Gaming Museum. Yeah. I would love to open a video game museum. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. That's a win-win for everyone, right? Yeah, right. Is that, is that our end goal <laughs> with this? <laughs> when, we're, when we're all in our 60s and 70s? Yeah. <laughs> Our goal is to be video game historians. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, commercial real estate is super cheap right now. Um, but, you know, I want to ask you guys a question. Um, sure. If there was a different gaming system that I would want to go ahead and start a, a collection for, but I don't want it to be as famous or as good as the Famicom, what would it be? Because right game now, gear. the game gear, because I'm looking at the yeah, Sega Dreamcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of the Dreamcast games are ridiculously uh, uh, expensive because they didn't produce games for for very long, and they yeah. didn't produce very many of them. What they did go like Sega Saturn. What if you do like the 3DS, where it's like not that old, but it will be old one day. 3DS isn't terrible, but I know there's like a million games that there's came out so for the 3DS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Just the amount of Mario parties that I'm going to have to buy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Dreamcast has 624 games on its list, so that's what I'm going for. All right, cool. Nice. <laughs> Good luck with Melty Blood. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Whoa, ominous. And then finally, something I also really couldn't imagine is that The Witcher 3 is getting a next-gen update, and with it, next-gen graphics. Uh, but that's not the unbelievable thing. The unbelievable thing is the fact that they are including fan-made mods in the update itself. Oh. CD Projekt Red is actually currently in talks with several mod makers to oh, include nice. and credit the creators for their work. I love that. I love I love being able to work with the community in their creativity. It's like, because a lot of times the communities, they love the game so much, they're making things to only enhance it. And so when the developers can like see that passion and then bolster it in a positive way, it's great. Is one of the, the mods the dirt removal mod? Clean faces. Clean faces. <laughs> it's a classic Skyrim mod. <laughs> And especially because, like, a lot of these mod creators, it's a it's obviously a work of passion. So they're actually, like, spending time doing granular things that most of us wouldn't even notice. They're, like, making the perfect right. spoon. You know, they're making, like, the perfect looking lamp or urn or whatever it is like that. Yeah. Uh, stuff that if CD Projekt Red were to do it on their own, they probably wouldn't even care about. They'd be like, eh, whatever. New textures, it's Whoever fine. makes those is like, oh, uh, I have to make 50 objects in the next two months. I don't have time to care about the spoon. It looks like a spoon moving on. But exactly. someone being like, nah, this is my passion project. Every day after work, I'm going to make a yeah. spoon. Then, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Toss a spoon to your witcher. <laughs> <laughs> Toss a spoon at your witcher. Ah. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, also, side, side note, they did they did wrap uh, uh, filming on The Witcher Season 2 for yay! Netflix. Just so yes, they did. Know. So that's that's I'm happening. I'm very excited. I have to watch that yeah. for a fourth time now. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe it is coming out later this year too. I don't think they've yeah. 100% confirmed it, but I do believe that they are anticipating it coming out before the end of the year. Yes, yes, yes. Oh yes, yeah. Yes. So, hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, good on uh, good on CD Projekt Red. Uh, they could definitely use some good PR. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah. Uh, but that will do it for our news. And now that brings us to our Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. Mighty, Mighty Morsel Tasty, Tasty Topic. Topic. ka And this week, it's going to be brought to us by Hassel. All right, y'all. So Mother's Day was this past Sunday. And, you know, I, I did the good kid thing. I called my mother. We had a long chat. She yelled at me about my tattoos and the podcast. <laughs> and, you know, it got me thinking, uh, it got me reminiscing uh, about my childhood and how I was introduced to video games. So I wanted to know from all of you, if you had the chance or opportunity to introduce a youngling, whether that's your kid, niece, nephew, neighborhood child that randomly busts into your house because they have no boundaries, um, <laughs> if you can introduce him to a video game or video games in general, what game would you choose and why? Let's start it off with, uh, let's say Troy. Troy, what game would you choose? Yo, it's got to be Minecraft. It's got to be Minecraft, 100%. Like, like it's it's the perfect kid game. It, it's, it can be as easy or hard as, as their level is so they can grow with it. Mm-hmm. It teaches them not to get caught up on graphical stuff, but gameplay instead. It teaches them cooperation because a lot of times you have you, you can work with other people, either with your parent or your brothers or your sisters, or to to create a thing. But also it uh, inspires you to also venture on your own. You don't even have to craft in that game. You can just run around chasing the pigs, and that's all you would want. You would need to do. That's all you need in life. And it's gonna teach the next generation real skills that I didn't get <laughs> growing <laughs> up playing freaking Paperboy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Mike Tyson's punch out. I could have learned. I could have been an engineer, y'all. I could have been an engineer. Yeah, the only thing standing between you and engineering was Minecraft. It was that was <laughs> it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but that I think that would be the game I would I would I would give them. And I don't even play Minecraft, but I think that that's the game I would I would go for. I think it also promotes like this healthy like hey you know like craftsmanship to it. Like hey you oh, gotta yeah. build this stuff right. Look what mm-hmm. I made. Yeah, it's basically blocks. It's basically Lego. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's creativity in a in a in a video game, like almost unlimited creativity. It's a yeah. it's a great game. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Joe? I actually would probably hand them uh, a 3DS and hand them uh, Animal Crossing Wild World or, or City or one of those. Uh, nice. And because 
I feel like um, the newest Animal Crossing I like the most, obviously. It's phenomenal. But I feel like there was something a little more... Um, it, it was a little weirder, I think, actually. And I think the little bit weirder is better. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't need to be completely polished. And there were more things you did in the other games where it depended on you being nice to everyone around you. And I feel like Animal Crossing is one of those games where you could really... Like, you're you're teaching a kid, like, hey, you can be you. You can make flowers. You can catch fish. You can do all these things. Or you can do none of those things. And But everybody around you, you know, maybe you want to have fun in a community. Maybe the neighborhood's full of bears and you want to make friends with all the bears. Maybe you like squirrels more than bears, so make friends with the squirrels. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like Animal Crossing, I think Wild World, that one, or City Folk, one of those two, I think are the way to go because they're just more funky. Like the new ones, just it's almost too easy. Like you want <laughs> it to be a little, a little more weird, where it's like some character shows up and is like, "Hey, polish my car, wash and polish my car," and you're like, "Why would you do that for somebody who walked into your town?" Like she's gonna give you something cool. Shine up her car. It's cool. It's, <laughs> shine up your own car if you have what? a car someday. Maybe it'll look cool. Maybe you want to be like a giraffe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you want to be friends with a really angry eagle. It's all you up to you. Make, yeah. You can make friends with the angry ones and the not so angry ones. You can be friends with everybody. Yeah. Just be cool. I Animal like- Crossing is a great, such a great choice because I feel like a lot of times when I was a kid and if I didn't understand a game or like if the game had uh, uh, mechanics that I didn't understand or something, I would make up my own mechanics. Like I'm just going to jump on this guy's head. I'm just going to do this thing. And I feel like Animal Crossing is so loose. It allows you to, hey, you just want to go collect apples all day? Do that. You want to just go do butterflies? Sure. It's really loose with its like uh, objectives. And I, I think I think that's great. I, I love Animal Crossing as, as like a starting video game. I inadvertently like showed my sister Animal Crossing like through like the pandemic. So like, you know, me and my brother got it and we were like, oh, we should get it for her. So we got it for her. And like two days later, we all decided to kind of like meet up on her island. And, you know, we all live <laughs> we all live in different parts of the country now. So we all met up in her uh on her island and we got to like just shame her about the amount of weeds that she had no <laughs> siblings <laughs> you're teaching her to clean up her space like right. you know you want her yeah. room to be, you want your room to be clean so don't have any weeds in your room make sure your island's clean <laughs> and yep. one of the things she kept on doing since she didn't have the expansion of like space for her she would actually leave things by the riverbed like if if she would like catch like a tire or like a can or like a boot she would just leave it there <laughs> And we're like, <laughs> Melissa, there's trash all over your island. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, what about you, Amanda? I, I put a lot of thought into it because we, we actually did introduce our nieces to video games and we introduced them with Smash Brothers. But yeah, I don't think that I, I don't think that that was like my ideal. I actually I actually think Mario's really great. I might be biased because that's one of the games that I first remember playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that even the newer iterations of it are still wonderfully designed where like I as an adult can go in there and I'm going to want to get everything and I'm going to want to collect all the stars and the points and the coins, whatever. But even as a kid, if you go in there, like Troy mentioned, like, I just want to like be this person and then jump around in this virtual space. Uh, I think the game is simple enough that even if you're not knocking out all the objectives, you get to be like this, uh, like adorable character running around. Uh, I mean, even as a kid, you get Goombas, you get coins. That's 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 simple. And yeah, if and yeah. if you're bad at it, the game's not mean for being bad at it. You can just do it a million times. Run in, be that dinosaur. I like it. You get that sense of discovery. I I might I might have to say 3D World Mario because that one you can play as Princess Peach in. And you know, That's if true. I'm gonna invite, I, I'm gonna introduce a girl to a video game. I'm definitely picking a video game where you can play as a female character. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, Brian, what about you? Uh, you guys are all way too nice. Like, I, I get it. Oh, I Brian, get it. I'm not going to be nice when I come but up to But you life. guys no. are all way too nice. No. For me, it would be NES Contra. It would be <laughs> what? Contra. You give them the controller, and you don't even put in the cheat code. You give them their three lives and see what happens. Brian, do you want this them to play great. video I games or not? <laughs> Wait, you don't even teach them the Konami code? You don't, nope. Not at first. Not at first. What you do is you let them bash their head against the uh, wall. He's got a process. like a... Like a solid half an hour, maybe. You know, however long until they start to get frustrated. And then you go, ah, let me, let me, let me teach you a little secret here, kid. There's this thing called cheats. And then you put in the Konami code, right? And then you're a god to this kid because you have now made it so they can play this game for a lot longer than they I, used to be. Able I think that the, the kid that you're imagining and the kid that I'm imagining are different because you just implied that like this kid was going to sit there for a half hour, and I'm thinking of like my three year old niece. You get like a good three minutes, <laughs> and if it's not like engaging them, they're like, whatever. I'm going to go jump in a corner. 
<laughs> or it's my niece where it's like, see, I'll just do this for a half hour. This isn't, I'm not angry at all. Yeah. Like, I, I don't care if I'm not getting any further. This is, this is fun. Whatever. Yeah. So, so when you show them, you know, hey, listen, sometimes in life there are cheat codes that can help you through it, right? So I still don't know if I'm okay. And that's real for I real life, too. I still don't know too. if I'm okay with this lesson. Gosh. That's real life, you yeah. know? <laughs> but then on top of that, you can also show them that it's also a cooperative game. So then you can also go in there and help them along with it. So, yeah, it is punishing. You know, it is, you know, you can show them cheat codes and everything. But they can also play with them. And have fun with them, and show them the ropes, you know, yeah. if you will. And if you can't, um, you, if you can't do something on your own, cheat and get someone else to do it for you. Exactly. <laughs> so, see, I like that. Spoken Brian, like a champ. The game that I chose is also very taxing, and my <laughs> future child, is. if I do have one, will have to suffer as much as I did. I'm going to give that future child the Super Nintendo Lion King game. <laughs> okay. Oh man! I thought for sure you were gonna say FIFA. I was thinking FIFA no. too. <laughs> no, no. See, FIFA's too to easy. FIFA? There's a oh, goal okay, in okay. FIFA, and then like you know, ever, after after like six minutes, the game is over. You can start a new one. In this one, if your lives ran out, you got to go back to the beginning. It is Yo. single player, so it's definitely not cooperative. There are no cheat codes that I know of. So that I just want to be king level. Brutal. I'm telling you, brutal. this kid's not going to want to watch The Lion King ever again. I was going to say, are you going to let them watch Lion King first, or are they just going to go into this game? No, no, no. They, don't, they don't even get to watch the movie. They don't even get to watch the movie. They don't get to earn the references until they've beat the game. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show them. I'm going to first show them the live action Lion King. Okay. Right? Then I'm going to show them the made for, made for TV like sequels. <laughs> okay. Like So it's like kind of better, but not really. Then I'm going to show him the Lion King one and a half. Okay. One okay. and a half is great. Yeah. Actually. One and a half is great. One and a half is phenomenal. Then finally, I'm going to show him the, the half, Lion King one. One and a half only makes sense if you watch Lion King one. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's literally it, a parody of it. it Hassel, it's, I, hate to, I hate to be the one to tell you this. You may have played too many Kojima games. It may have happened. <laughs> or, or not enough, because you haven't mentioned the Broadway Lion King yet. Oh, <laughs> Listen, I was waiting for you to say Broadway. <laughs> they don't deserve it until they beat the game. <laughs> until... That's the payoff. And also, and guys, you. you guys know me. Continuity is not an issue. <laughs> facts. Facts. Uh, but yeah, the, the game I would pick would be... The Lion King made for the Super Nintendo. I think it 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 builds character. Uh, I played it when I was younger. I never beat I played it. it when I was. And longer. look at me, yeah. I'm doing fine. It it yeah. It teaches you that you can't you can't always win. Exactly. Which yeah. is a pretty yeah. good lesson. And even then, if it's something that you love doing. Yeah. And then, <laughs> oh, <laughs> ow, oh, oh, that hit hard. Well, why did I say that? And you know what, Troy. <laughs> If they if they fail at it and they're like you know what I don't want to do this again and I'm like okay you want to try a different game and they're like sure I'm gonna give them the Aladdin Super Nintendo game well <laughs> that one you yeah, can gosh. be <laughs> uh, when uh, when Scar uh, drops uh, Mufasa yeah you're gonna be like what a save what a exactly save. <laughs> just spam what a save what a save what a save nice shot. They say that one in three households own a console now. I think I think Hassel and Brian might be the reason for those other two thirds of households. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's it's possibility. It's a quite high possibility. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Less competition. You get online, nephew's not going to be on there. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh man, thank you guys so much for joining me in that conversation. That was great. I love I love to get oh, your yeah. perspective. Yeah, thanks for the uh, thanks for the topic there, Hassel. So that was our mighty, mighty muscle, muscle tasty topic. Jojo. Now that brings us to our dragon of the week. I do, I do, I do, I do. It's the dragon of the week. Oh, it's so sleek. It's the dragon of the week, and it will tweak the dragon of the week. Dragon of the Week is the segment where we shine a little light, show a little love to the video game industry and all of the people who make the games that we love to play. And bringing us our Dragon of the Week this week is Troy. My dragon is journalist, on-camera personality, publicist, and senior editor of GiantBomb.com, Alex Navarro. Ooh. Nice. 
So I'm doing this because last week, he, along with two colleagues, stepped away from their positions at games media website Giant Bomb after over 10 years of work. Wow. And uh, yeah, pretty pretty big news for the Giant Bomb community. But you know, by itself, Giant Bomb is a, a website about video games, which by itself is like a relic. <laughs> so it's, they're definitely transforming into something new, especially in a world with Twitch and YouTube and whatnot. And so, podcasts. And podcasts. So I, I've always kind of seen something like this coming, and it was just you know a matter of time. But that being said, uh, that website is my jam. I have spent countless hours on it over the years. I- I've watched it grow and shrink. So with Alex leaving alongside two other founding members of the site, I was saddened. But that's okay, because I get to reflect on my history with Alex Navarro, because it goes back way further than Giant Bomb, all the way back to my senior year in high school in 2003. Oh. Are we painting us a picture of little Troy? I had so little facial hair. I tried, but like I had like a little soul patch, very short (laughs) hair. I would go to school and I would wear uh, different hats. And there was a no hat policy, but I would wear like like uh, prop hats or costume hats. And just because it was like a costume, they would just allow me. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, he's not doing it to be mean. He's That's just him. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm back in high school. Alec Navarro had been hired around the age of 21-ish uh, by a gaming website called GameSpot as their reviews editor. And he reviewed everything. I must have read hundreds of his reviews back then. And I often used these reviews back in 2003 as a way to familiarize myself with games as I very often couldn't actually play these games because I couldn't afford these games. My my parents aren't (laughs) buying games for me, like maybe once a year for Christmas or something. But like, so actually reading these reviews was in a way me kind of experiencing these games. Um, What GameSpot was to me back then was like this collection of people having fun and talking about video games, which is definitely something I did not have as a high schooler. I was (laughs) like, I think I heard one person or I came across one person in my entire class who maybe played video games. And I was like super timid and shy to even talk to him about it. I was like that little boy in the schoolyard. It's just like, hey, so I hear you, you, you play Final Fantasy, huh? What uh, what, what do you play it on? Do you want to talk to me about dinosaurs? Do you want to talk to me about dinosaurs? <laughs> yeah. And then the minute they say yes, I have nothing to say. <laughs> you jump out the the window. I jump out the window. Yeah. So uh, so Alex was just one of the crew, not a main personality on the site, but a very welcomed, dryly cynical, and at times comically pessimistic voice that nicely balanced out the other exuberant personalities on the website. He notably did a review of RoboCop, the game for uh, for Xbox, um, but instead of writing or showing a review, he just made a video showing all the things you could do with your money instead of buying RoboCop, <laughs> <laughs> um, which included, yes, Buying sandwiches. <gasps> nice. Hats off to you already. Ahead you of his time. Ahead of, he, his time. ahead of his time. Um, he also did a thing where he took questions from the audience. And usually when you do like questions from the audience, like on Twitch, someone will say something and you're like, oh, I'll just make up something to say. He would actually take audience questions and instead of just improvising an answer, he would actually go do research and come back with studied opinions and, and studied answers to give them. And this became a feature called Burning Questions, which was a, a pretty big feature on the site that I enjoyed. I was never too bold to actually write in. I'm just a voyeur. I just like, to, I just watch. I'm too scared. <laughs> too much of an introvert at that time. Um, after high school, I went on watching him and his band of misfits do their thing on GameSpot, their live shows, their podcasts, before they were even called podcasts, and many other features. 2004, 2005, 6, yep, still watching, 7, still watching, 8. I never stopped. Um, They were my only video game outlet. I didn't have friends to talk about video games about until I met you all (laughs) in in the late 2000s. Until then, I just had these, these people from GameSpot. In 2007, GameSpot fired a prominent member of the staff for giving a negative review for a game who was spending money to be promoted on their site. And the site was like, yo, they're giving us money. You can't be giving them a bad game. And he's like, but it's a bad game. (laughs) (laughs) And so they fired him. 
This did not settle well with the rest of our misfit crew of game journalists. And one by one, they each started finding their own way out of this company, out of GameSpot. In 2008, after writing a total of 733 reviews, Alex decided to leave GameSpot for a new job. This departure actually hit me oddly, and I remember it firsthand because it was the first time I felt actual sadness over someone I didn't really know but felt like I did know them. Like, I didn't know them in real life, but the sadness I was feeling was as if I did know them, as if they were, like, one of us, and they were like, hey, I'm moving away. Like, I saw when you moved away, I was genuinely sad, but, Aww. like, happy for you. And in the same way, when when he was departing from GameSpot, I was sad, but also, like, happy but like i don't know this guy he's never met me <laughs> like me and usl we've been friends for years it made sense it doesn't make sense in this realm but that was just me starting to learn and and understand the impact that internet personalities and can have because at this point the internet is still figuring itself out youtube is like just burgeoning at this time so since he was an actual drummer the whole website threw him a goodbye party and sent him off with a drum solo in rock band. And I remember watching it viscerally, like tears kind of welling up and he's just drumming. And they think they did like the fade to black. So it looks like he's always drumming, like the Paul Walker driving off. <laughs> it's like, he's just always driving. It, it, there's no actual end to this, but he did leave for a good reason because the company that was picking him up was harmonics themselves. Yes. The makers of rock band. What? Awesome. Oh, so it was like an Easter egg. It was like a wing. It was a prelude because he was doing a drum solo on Rock Band. Yeah. Alex went on to become the publicist and community manager for Harmonix and actually toured with Rock Band, promoting Rock Band 2, 3, uh, the Beatles Rock Band, which is the best rock band. Totally. And Rock Band Unplugged. So he was like a rock band roadie. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> even more than that, because it turns out if you want people to see how good a music game is you should probably get an actual musician to demo it for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he would get out there and just wail on the drums, and people would be like, oh, he's actually playing drums in real life and the game. This is a legit product. So he did this tour for two years. Well, something something big was happening during those two years while he was uh, drumming, and it changed the next course of his life. While he was gone uh, drumming it up, Remember that misfit crew that all quit GameSpot? Well, they all banded back together to create a new website called Giant Bomb. A place where the tendrils of the corporate entities couldn't reach them. <laughs> and a place where they could focus on the community and just make fun, passionate videos. One of their things and reviews. They were all about not being about the numbers, getting rid of reviews, and just being like personality-driven uh, content. Which is basically what where we are now in like games and Twitch and YouTube. <gasps> are we Giant Bomb? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> uh, we have dreams. We have dreams. <laughs> are, are we Dragon Bomb? <gasps> we are the Dragon we Bomb. We can be Dragon Bomb. Bomb that dragon. Todd Bomb? I mean, Todd Bomb. I mean, is when a dragon breathing a fireball, isn't that basically a Dragon Bomb? Yeah. Or is it like Dragon Bomb, like the dragon is doing stand-up and like it's not going well? <laughs> Or like oh. Dragon Ball miss like a hand lotion. Well, why 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 did the chicken cross cross the road? Um, the chicken crossed the. Is it is it the road? Boo! <laughs> oh um. Hi guys, my name is Dragon. I'll be here all night. <laughs> um. So in 2010, so he's probably like 30 at this point. Um, they were looking for a recruit, or he's almost 30. Um, Giant Bomb was looking for a new recruit. Jumping at the chance to be back with his old friends, Alex leapt over to San Francisco and started contributing as a reviews writer, not just for games, but also for movies. They spawned a sister site called Screened.com, where he and another pal uh, would review movies. And most notably, he is recognized for reviewing every single Nicolas Cage film <laughs> ever made. <laughs> Wow. Boom. What else do you need on your on your credit? Hall of Fame credits. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he, and he, I think this is something he still does to this day. <laughs> he got in that cage. <laughs> <laughs> and he never left. He never never left. left. I think you're just slowly explaining why he's probably should have been a friend of ours. <laughs> <laughs> also why he's so dryly pessimistic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's what it's what Nicolas Cage has done to him. Um 
From here on out, the story is just a, a string of positives career-wise. He goes on to become senior editor at the site, helps establish an East Coast branch of the company, continues to help grow Giant Bomb's content through podcasts, live shows, quick looks, quick looks, which, which are the precursors to Let's Plays, which are the precursors to Twitch streams. <laughs> so so <laughs> well. every, everyone is Giant Bomb, if, if this is what you're, you're asking to sell, and, uh, and, and so much more. Um, as a community member over the years, uh, Alex has always been the one that plays games the closest to how I play games. Uh, he's willing to give them a shot, even if it's outside of his wheelhouse. And the games that tend to hit him the most are the abstract, heavy, yet elegant indie ones, much like myself. And he always tends to advocate for games like that to get just as much recognition as the bigger Call of Duty, Destiny type games would get. His mother uh, was a professional ballerina. Uh, his full name is Alexis Alexander Navarro. And he is a metalhead. He's kind of known as like a metalhead thrasher, big in the music scene. And as much as he comes off as a metalhead thrasher type of guy, he's also someone who really appreciates hard to digest art. And I really love that about, about his personality. Um, his most notable moments on Giant Bomb uh, would be his drumming streams where he drums uh, rock band for charity. And uh, just two years ago, he played rock band as a drummer for a full <laughs> 24 hours straight. Oh my gosh. And in the process, raised just over $100,000 for the charity Extra Life. Awesome. And and that's a charity that uh, uh, helps fund a variety of needs for children in children's hospitals. Uh, he's gone on to do this every year. It's still one of the staples. I tune in on this every year. It's fun to have in the background, donate here and there as you can. And like he goes a full 24 hours of drumming. I don't know how his hands do it. <laughs> <laughs> so as I stated, most recently, he and two other founding members of Giant Bomb are departing. Many of them just to take a break. As I've said, uh, they've been doing this job since the early 2000s. And you know what? Who knows where we will see Alex go next. But he's a young dude. And I have to say that because he's only three years older than me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's got many possibilities. Um, so many. So many. Many possibilities. Um, one of which he did mention might be streaming. Ooh. So, Alex, you are welcome to join our motley crew of misfits anytime here at the Taste of Dragons Gaming Network. Uh, you know, just come on for a day spot. We have a great thing called the Dragon's Dish. You can come on every Tuesday. You know, we'll work it out. We'll work it out, Alex. Let us know. We have a got. great benefits package. Yeah. It's it's you and Brian David Gilbert. We're going to be recruiting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our benefits <laughs> package is, is, is just a package of brookies from Joe. <laughs> it is. Yep. It's, it's worth yeah. it, guys. They're very it's good, it. though. They're but it, good. It, it's labeled benefits. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is a benefit of being you on can, our podcast. And then our benefit will be having a Nicolas Cage correspondent that yes. we can right. always refer yes. to for any Nicolas Cage uh, yes. needs that, that come up. And they come up. They come up. Oh, they it do. It happens all the time. <laughs> so thank you, Alex, for your time sharing your passion of gaming with us at Giant Bomb. And oh, for so many years before that, all the best to you as you venture into the next stage of your career. Good luck and good night. That's Alex Navarro. And that has been my Dragon of the Week. Dragon of the week. Awesome, Troy. You know, when you were talking about the games that he likes, it just made me think, has anybody seen you and Alex Navarro in the same room at the same time? Because I feel like it's just you. Uh, have you seen me drum? Because you may think otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, your parents bought you a drum kit. They did. They did buy me a drum kit as a kid. All right, that works against me. But still, you should watch me drum first. <laughs> or at least watch me play rock band. All thumbs. I'm all thumbs Troy over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was awesome, Troy. Thank you so much. Yep, yep. Well, unfortunately, though, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. But you can always find us online. To continue the conversation, you can always follow us online. Check us out on Twitter for the latest in indie game news, on Instagram for updates and silly images, on Discord for daily discussions, and on Twitch for live gaming and just chatting every day of the week. We are at Taste of Dragons everywhere. And we'd love to hear from you. That's right. And then we also have our Beeb of the Week, our Gem of the Week, our comments that we get on the Twitch page. And this week is going to be brought to us by Hassel. All right, y'all. This comment comes from the one, the only, Gem Beeb. 
the <gasps> namesake of this segment. Oh my gosh, Ooh. oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. The oh, comment yeah. is me and Rocket League are still going through arbitration. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan Beautiful. of the, uh, the Rocket League issue. <laughs> Listen, I've Beautiful. made some missteps in my life. And maybe <laughs> what a save. What a save. <laughs> what a save. What a save. Hey, Hassel, that new tattoo you were talking about, is, is it a, a, a Rocket League car? Uh, I can neither conform <laughs> nor deny that <laughs> it might be a Rocket League car. <laughs> Does the license plate say Jembeep? Because that would be funny. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that, that, that's called what a save. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, the uh. meaning of what a save. Now I'm trying to figure out how I can make the license plate say what a, uh, Jembeep instead of what a save. That's great. Well, as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. I'm Hassel. And I'm Joe. And we are The The Taste Taste of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great week, y'all. Later, everybody. Bye. Hey, Troy, about that FIFA tournament. Oh, what? I can't hear you. I'm in a Rocket League car right now. Go real fast. Wait. Wait. You can't catch up. Taste of Dragons Gaming. Podcast of Podcast for Everyone's Day.